Welcome back to Kalakai the podcast. My name is Michael Kraft, and I'm joined by Bruno Minus and our first guest of the season, Will Kruger. How are you guys doing today? Hey, good. What's up, guys? Pretty good, man. It feels good to actually be here in person. Yeah, this is the first time we're doing an episode in person, and shoot, months. Well, yeah, it's been a long time. I guess since we we're doing it in the studio in Hawaii, but since our time apart, this is the first time it's been it's been back. Yeah, uh, Michael and I have actually seen each other once during the summer yeah but we, we didn't think about actually making a podcast that time yeah i mean i was only there for what three hours three four hours <laughs> yeah so yeah he came to my house it was actually kind of weird i was like there's someone just from the office in my house in california yeah okay yeah it was kind of i mean it was fun it was cool but it was, it was kind of weird i was like oh this very is, surreal this is bruno's house like, michael's in my house he's he's on my couch right now yeah. breathing my air <laughs> <laughs> but uh we're all here in utah and will Kruger is here with us How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Utah's an interesting place. Very fun place so far. Been here for two weeks. Just came from New Zealand. Here for the master's program, Master of Social Work. Graduated from BYU Hawaii last December 2019 in social work as well. So I got two years more of school here in Utah. So I'm living in Orem, Utah now. How made you choose uh, here? BYU? Yeah. It's cheap. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I'll be straight up. It's cheap tuition, like, compared to anywhere else. Like, you can't beat the price. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cost and um, I think just coming to the States and checking out something different and the Utah life, I had to check it out, see for myself what it's all about. Anything unexpected? Anything surprising about Utah? But- Good or bad? <laughs> well, I mean, where do I begin? Man? Uh, Utah, well, there's a lot of uh, interesting things about Utah, I guess. It's like we were talking about earlier, just the elevation of the place. It's super dry. Just yeah. walking up the stairs to get into Michael's house is almost a struggle for uh, for some of us. <laughs> yeah, some of us. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'll end up to it. I was carrying my suitcases up here last night, and I came up to the top, and I was puffing. I was like, this does not feel right. I can't. It's 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 like I don't know ten feet of stairs and I was I was I was pretty, I was pretty out of breath. Pretty winded. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty high up here. It's like what, six thousand? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, four, six, something like that. I know it's, I know it's high, so that's not great. But yeah. Yeah, that's it's tough. Like I played basketball for the first time coming here, and I, I thought I was really unfit. I hope I'm not, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think it's the elevation, so I'm going with that. It's the elevation. It's it's tough. <laughs> yeah. And winter is upon us, and some of us are not – well, actually, I feel like I'm the only one who's not used to snow. Maybe you have snow in New Zealand? I don't know if you call it snow. We've got a bit of ice and stuff, but I haven't really had snow yet, so that should be interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't had snow, I don't know, since 2016, so it's – it's more snow than me, that's for sure. Anyway, well. back home, it's just sunshine. All yeah, around. back in LA. Do, doesn't snow in LA? No. You go <laughs> in the mountains, there's, you know, we have fire. A lot of fire down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big wildfire going on there right now, huh? Right, I heard. There's always fires. I, mean, I, I feel like there's always fires. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, yeah, there was a pretty big one recently. I don't remember where. I should know, but. I mean, it's your city, but that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, Will, um, what can you tell us about being a graduate from Hawaii? I'm sure a lot of our listeners are getting close to it. Being a graduate from, like, BYU, Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'm a seaside graduate. I finally got my, my piece of paper in the mail. 
like five months after I walked. It really yeah. takes that long. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. It took me forever. I don't know if it's COVID or they didn't want to give it to me. I don't know what the problem was. But <laughs> he has no proof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got my piece of paper in the mail and I was like, is this it? Like, is this three years of my life? Like, is this it? And I expected more of it. It wasn't much. But I guess it was it was nice to graduate, get my piece of paper and, yeah, come to BLU Provo. Um, yeah. What made you want to go to Hawaii? Uh, surfing, the beaches. Like, <laughs> why does anyone go to Hawaii? No, I, I got there initially on the, served my mission in Guam, Micronesia, and I just really liked the island life. And I thought BYU Hawaii would be, you know, a good next step to go to and it worked out well. I got on the IRIC scholarship and here I am, product of the IRIC program and now I'm in Utah. Hey, that's that's all. So so you graduated and then you went back to New Zealand, right? Yeah, so I went back to New Zealand January. So after I graduated, took a little graduation trip, went to uh, Korea, Taiwan, back to New Zealand. And then I went straight into an internship and I was working in like a residential treatment facility for like troubled youth. Uh-huh. So I did that for eight months. Um, it started as an internship and it went into like a full-time job and it was nice to earn some uh, real money after after Hawaii, after the whole, was it $9 an hour at BYUH or something? Like 10, uh, 10, 10, $10. 10 something, 10, 10, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my first paycheck just getting, you know, a decent amount of money. I was like, what do I do with all this money, man? Like, what <laughs> Did you go this? eat or something? I splashed out, man. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so that, that was, uh, it was interesting. I went home and worked for eight months, saved up a little bit of money and, so I could come out here and do some more school for two years. Two years is, it doesn't sound that bad, actually, because I feel like some masters could be longer, right? Or is yeah, it normally two years? I think two years is like the normal time frame. It can be like anywhere between one to three years. Mm-hmm. Three years, wow. But then like if you go for a PhD, then that's which I'm thinking about. I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but it's like another four or five years. So it's just a student for life, I guess. I didn't realize the PhD was that long. Shit, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Because yeah, like uh, medical doctors, they're like in their mid thirties, right? When they're yeah, done. I mean, once they're once they can actually be like, oh, I'm Doctor Craft. Like they get out there and they're they're grown. They're in their thirties. Yeah, they're thirties, man. Almost both forties. That's tough. I mean, that's why I'm not trying to do that right now. But yeah, well, you said you work at a at a place for troubled youth. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a just like a treatment facility. Uh huh. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, yeah, I guess getting out into the workforce was, um, a rude awakening. Like, oh, really? Know? Yeah, I, I would say so. Like, I went from high school pretty much to Mission, Mission to BYU Hawaii. You didn't have jobs as of? I had jobs, but like, like supermarket jobs and like fast food jobs and stuff. This is like my first like real job. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was, it was like weird going from, um, just kind of being in a bubble for years and, going into like a 40 hour work week and having a proper work schedule and proper weekends and not worrying about like what's next to do on canvas or <laughs> you know, deadlines or whatever. Um, so yeah, it, was, it was nice to get into the workforce and like I said, get some money and feel like an adult, I guess, and try uh-huh. the whole adulting thing. Yeah. <laughs> was that nice just to not have to like, you know, you, you go to work and you leave work at work. You don't have to come back home and worry about doing homework and essays, all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so nice. Like, a lot of the times when you're a student, you're always still 
anxious like 1am in the morning did I do my assignment or did I forget something or but it works stays at work and then the money comes and yeah it's all good I feel like you're a pretty smart guy like um but also um I feel like people when they finish college they kind of stop their education how would, how would you continue do, do what do you do to keep sharp just to like keep your mind refined and stuff I yeah. would say um it's, yeah, something you got to, like, make it a dedicated effort to. A lot of people, I guess, even myself, like, you come out of college and you feel like you don't need to learn anymore. You kind of feel like, oh, I've done enough learning. I've read all these books. And um, in college, I guess, I kind of lost uh, my ability to read for pleasure. I don't know if you guys have experienced that at yeah. all, but I didn't really want to read because I was already reading so much for classes and stuff. And uh -huh. some of it just comes back to you after you get out of college and stuff and got to, you know, keep up on books and podcasts and all that other stuff and try and keep your mind sharp, I guess. Don't want to get too dumb after college. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> so you've read anything lately or? I've, I've read a lot of, like, self-improvement books. Okay. I read uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 Rules for Life. Oh, oh I heard man. that's pretty yeah, popular, yeah. That. Yeah, that was a good book. So I, I mostly read, like, self-improvement and just... I try and read things that are, like, more practical and things that I can, like, apply uh -huh. to my life and stuff, yeah. You guys reading anything at the moment or recently? Uh, I just finished reading Casino Royale. That's the 007. Okay. We talked about that on the on the previous episode. Yeah, but we did. Basically, it's, it's kind of like the movie, but this was written back in 1954. It's very simple. It's really it's really easy read. Um, right now, I'm reading a book called Havana Nocturne. It's about the mafia's control of Cuba from 52 to 59 so it talks about like castro batista lucky luciano it's pretty in-depth but it's not a hard read it's pretty like almost like a movie script it's kind of like a lot of uh a lot of dialogue well, not a dialogue well there is some dialogue like expert excerpts from like their own experiences and stuff mm -hmm. but if it reads like a like a movie it's like wow there's a lot of exciting events going on in every page okay yeah yeah okay yeah i'm reading well, I started reading some Shakespeare. Uh -huh. Fancy. Oh, man. <laughs> Renaissance, man. Real literature. <laughs> no, yeah. So I, right now I'm, I'm working on on his project, and I'm, I'm, I need to write a script for it. And so I was like, well, let me start reading some Shakespeare. Because, I mean, this guy, I guess he's a pretty good playwright, right? So I said, let me read this guy. That. I think I've heard of him before. Hey. Yeah, right? Cause <laughs> it's good old Billy Shakespeare. But, <laughs> Yeah, no, so I, I wanted to read some of that just to kind of see, because when I started writing these scripts, I kind of went in blind, and then I said, man, this is hard, because in my head, I'm just like, I'm going to write some dialogue, and then yeah. that's that's it, but it was it was tough, because I'm, I'm writing this, and I'm, I'm kind of look, looking at it as I'm writing, and I'm thinking to myself that there's a lot that I want to happen, like half happened, there's a lot in my head as far as the story's going. But I don't know um, how to put that on, like, just, like, through people speaking. So I wanted to get back in there and, like, look at some Shakespeare and stuff because he has, like, great stories. What are you reading specifically or just kind of? Well, I went first to my favorite, Macbeth, because I think it's pretty great. I um, read it. No, it's it's good. It's I mean I don't know if we're gonna get too much into Shakespearean literature, but <laughs> pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> I mean I think it's a great it's a great story. It's about this guy who's basically um he he's kind of like this this grand hero, kind of like a David figure, like David and Goliath. Like 
Okay. He's he's like the king's right hand man, and then he gets this like vision or prophecy from these witches, and they're like, "Yo, you need to be the next king." And he's like, yeah. "Nah, that's not me. I'm I serve the king." And they're like, "Nah, you're gonna you're gonna be the king." Oh, so like then him. a couple of days later, he goes and he kills the king, and then he becomes the next king because they're like, "Well, I guess you should be the king because you're this great guy." And it kind of goes through him like his descent from like being this great guy to just like a. Uh, reprehensible, like degenerate kind of. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. That's that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a tragic hero sort of thing. But yeah, it's 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 been good. It's been good. Definitely staying sharp through your reading. Still keeping up with it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, but I mean, I haven't. I, I stopped reading once the school started because I got to read textbooks. And yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I'm just reading textbooks. I love textbooks. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh yeah. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Yeah, but Macbeth, people say the Lion King is like Macbeth, and so is like Black Panther. Uh-huh. In a sense, it's not word for word, but yeah, there's, you there's, can see the, the themes. There's similarities across from it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah, there's some better here, so Nikita will just cut this part out. Yeah, cut this out. <laughs> um, I think we're almost done anyways, right? Utah. You yeah, talk about Utah more. We're like 13 yeah, minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else about Utah, Will? Yeah, it's funny, it's funny you ask, actually. Um, well, I was talking with some friends yesterday. We went out to um, Bear Lake. You guys been out there before? I have not been out to Bear Lake, but I know I've got some no, friends from out there. You've heard about it? I've heard so, of it, but never been there. Way north Utah, like borders Idaho and close to Montana and stuff. And we were just sitting there observing, like, people, like, you know, people watching, nice. a.k.a. like stalking, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I thought you were married. Uh, so, I don't know. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he just got the check <laughs> and we were just like uh, talking about Utah culture I guess and things that we think were different or unique to Utah and something what they were talking about was fry sauce was oh yeah it's, it's a very uh-huh, like uh-huh. Utah thing and it's fry sauce so well firstly I want to ask you guys like what is fry sauce I didn't get to ask what is fry sauce what's it made out of is it actually a Utah thing I fry sauce is basically mayo and ketchup yeah. Um, for me, it's not exciting because I have In-N-Out sauce, which is like mayo, ketchup, a little bit of mustard, a little bit of relish. It tastes good, but it's not like the most exciting thing. Yeah, I don't know. In my head, fry sauce is like the sauce at Seven Brothers, right? Yeah, like it's just. I mean, it's nice, but it's not. I'm not gonna go it's crazy not. For it's not it. world changing. It's better than just plain mayo, plain ketchup. <laughs> Why were but they raving it. about it? Oh, yeah, it was, like, the best thing ever, apparently, according to them. It's, a, it's supposed to be, like, a Utah thing, or... Are they from here? I think so. No, I mean, no, I mean everyone I know from Utah and Idaho area, like, that, they're, in, they're big into that. Into fry sauce? Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that's like Californians and In-N-Out. Like, we're, we love In-N-Out, but people who've never had it, they're like, oh, it's whatever. It's fine. You guys have hyped it up. Yeah, no. So it that. could be like that. I don't know. It's it's whatever to my to me, but... And and like also something else is like the whole soda, soda bars or yeah, whatever you call them. There's so much of that here. They have different, just yeah. like kind of like soda bomb in Hawaii. But yeah. Just, I mean, there's a million different. Like, what's up with that? Why is there so many like well, Swig and shout out to Swig sponsor us? <laughs> we love it. Um, I guess from my own observation is that obviously church culture like no one drinks alcohol, but like in that same ish. V- direction you have soda bars uh-huh. i've never been to one that's what i would assume 
Yeah, no, I haven't been to one either, but I assume it, it, it's kind of like a similar type of thing. You just go there and you order a, a drink, but it's instead of, I don't know, scotch, you're ordering yeah, root beer. Mountain Dew or root beer or something like that. <laughs> Mountain Dew, scandalous. <laughs> what a... According to Sister Lambert, she said that, like, church culture, and, like, whatever. Um, she said that, like, we don't have, like, like vices, quote-unquote vices. It's, like, one of the few things that, like, members of the church can get away with is food. Uh-huh. So I guess in that vein, it would be, like, the soda. Yeah. A lot of sugary drinks and uh-huh. food. Yeah. Um, not, not, not all. Uh, that makes sense. Seems to go heavy on the soda. That's, you see them everywhere, I guess. Little soda bars, swig. I've seen several of these just around Utah. Yeah, there's, there's like the big soda bars, and then they have all these different cookie delivery, like crumble. Oh, yeah, a million cookie delivery things. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It's the, it's the food. You know, people are indulging in food because you can't do alcohol or any other, other type of drug. But, mm-hmm. but hey, sugar is more addictive than cocaine. So do you know right now? <laughs> is that from personal experience? Uh, <laughs> next time, guys. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> no, yeah, shoot. I mean, okay, Nikita cut this this part out too, just because I'm a little bit whatever. I would also say, like, if you want to keep going, um, just coming from New Zealand to Utah, like, you know, LDS, heavily populated LDS state, just seeing all the chapels around, just driving around and seeing uh-huh. chapels on every block and driving down the highway and just seeing temples like everywhere you look. And um, yeah, that's just kind of crazy to me as well. I'm from like a town, 120,000 people, same size as Orem, I think, but we have so one. It's not a town, man. Town, it's a city. city, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, that's a country in some places. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my city, 120,000 people, we have one chapel. And Orem's the same population. I've seen, like, a chapel on every block, so that's weird to me as well. It's pretty interesting. I don't know, like, where you guys come from, how many members are there are coming here, if that's weird for you guys. or Yeah, it's a little bit weird for me because California, there's not as many. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have chapels and temples, but it's not like here. Here it's just epicenter. Just everywhere you look, there's just something, like, Aldeus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like missionary stores. Yeah, I saw the mm-hmm. missionary mall in, like, Orem, like, that's weird as well. There's actually a business for that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Same for me too, because I, I haven't lived really much. The states everywhere I've been is kind of overseas. And it's like that. There's like one chapel, and people will drive like 30, 40 minutes every Sunday to go to church. And and that's like the normal like thing. It's just whatever. So it's kind of weird, like, coming here and there's chapels everywhere. And just, I don't know, for me, I take it for granted. I just assume everyone here is a member the church um i don't know it's kind of strange but i don't know it's not bad strange i guess it's whatever it's different i guess yeah it's, it kind of creates like a you just kind of assume people are lds but then it also uh, maybe it's just me but like then you see like downtown Provo, you see like a bar down there i saw a bar like driving in and to me that like it made me want to like be super judgy for some reason <laughs> just being in the whole lds environment and seeing that I don't know if that's just the whole like LDS culture. Does that create like a kind of judgy kind of sense about things, or because you just look around, and everything's LDS, and you see something that's not, it just jumps out at you, and you just feel like, oh, what's well, that? 
I guess we're assuming that everyone's LDS. Yeah. That's, so that's our first mistake. Yeah, I guess so. And then when you see a bar, if you were to see a bar in LA, you don't bat an you eye. Know, if you see a bar in Salt Lake or all oh, the sinners, yeah, like, yeah. so what, the LA people are not sinners? Okay, mm-hmm. like, you get a free pass. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's just us assuming that everyone's LDS. Yeah. I guess the state population, what percentage LDS in Utah is like, is it like 60%, 70%? That sounds about right. Pretty high. Then yeah. you get down like Utah County down here, it's like what ninety something, surely. It's a lot. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I I don't have all the Utah facts, but it's a lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah. There's definitely a you know a bias towards LDS. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really. I mean Idaho too. Idaho has a lot as a big LDS population. Yeah. Arizona, parts of Nevada. Don't they call it like? The Morador or something like the Mormon corridor. There's like Mormon little, corridor. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> kind of like a just like a little a strip. like sleeve, like yeah, yeah. Shaped like a like a CTR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've definitely noticed that in this part of the United States. That I mean, obviously that we have like the temple here. Brigham Young brought the the settlers here and stuff, but yeah, it's natural that they would have branched out. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's true. There's a lot. There's a big concentration of members out here, but it's cool. Yeah, heavy yeah. audience influence. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just like it's quite interesting, just coming from not growing up around it at all, nothing to do with it, to coming in and just seeing like, wow, this is something else, different vibe out here, you know? Uh-huh. Well, going off that, like, I have family here in, in Utah, and they would ask me if I have non-member friends, and I'm like, all my friends are non-member, and they would be kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. There's just a different culture like you know, the same thing with you like kind of not in that environment i mean i'm still a member of the church but most of my friends teachers everyone was non-member and i don't know it's cool i guess it's different no yeah for sure uh, but i mean that's that is the way of the world i mean there's a lot of different people on you know people are people so it's i don't know <laughs> i guess what i was going with that is just kind of like we're all individuals and we all have our own stories and I think it's cool just to be able to, to kind of hop around and see different places and, and see different cultures and, and all that. Because even, even in the United States, just, you know, different people in different states, it varies a lot, you know, the types of people and all of that. I, I, I do think just going off there, you see, like, you know, differences in people. Like, I always had the perception that Utah was just totally white and, um, you know, white, blonde, these perfect LDS families and kids and stuff. And it's actually a little more diverse than I than I thought. Like, there's actually some diverse restaurants, I guess. Like, Oh, yeah, we saw, like, a bunch of Peruvian and Peruvian Mexican and, and, yeah, and Japanese. Random Seven Brothers, does that count? Shout out to Seven Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I was, like, pleasantly surprised, I guess, by all the different places you can eat at and... I had like Cafe Rio the other day. <laughs> Cafe that Rio. Was, that was nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, like, is, that, is that Mexican? I don't know if it's authentic or anything. Like Mexican in name only. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good. Like I'll I'll go there. Like I don't I don't mind it. Yeah. So it was it was nice to see like the differences in um, food and stuff and like even you you still go around different parts of Utah and you see I've seen like a lot of Hispanic people and I hear a lot of different languages spoken so it's. Utah's better than I expected, for sure. Yeah, no, I must definitely see it. It's not a bad place. Sometimes it gets a bad rap, but it's not. It's not too bad out here. Yeah. We said know. that before on the podcast. Yeah. But Utah is actually not that bad. We're just jealous. <laughs> like, subconsciously jealous. <laughs> yeah. 
Shoot. But I mean, that being said, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting close to finishing time, so we'll wrap it up. But one announcement uh, that we'll make, you guys might have noticed that our old co-host Olivia hasn't been on the podcast the last couple of weeks. And that is because she's, she's gone. Uh, I mean, she's not, she's, she's still on earth breathing. She, but she, she, she lives, she lives in California now. She, she's, she's changed jobs and so she's not going to be on the podcast as, as much. We might have her on sometimes as like a recurring guest, things like that. But for the time being and for the foreseeable future, it'll be Bruno and myself. And there's a new sheriff in town. Huh? I've been here the whole time. What am yeah. I saying? <laughs> Bruno's coming out from behind the glass, you know, in the, in the booth to coming out interviewing people and stuff all that. So it's, it's good. It's, we're super excited for season two, and thanks for listening. Yeah, see you guys. Deuces. Deuces.